You're listening to Focus on the Bible. Quick now, name a person that has trespassed against you. It's probably not very hard, is it? It seems that we sin and sin and sin and sin. And sometimes even in the body of Christ, we have a lot of problems with trespassing. And we have a lot of problems with unforgiveness too. Let's talk about that. Forgiving people is very important if you follow what Jesus taught his own disciples. It's also important when you see what Paul the Apostle taught to the church. Let's focus on the Bible today and begin in Matthew chapter 18, where Peter asked Jesus a great question. Matthew 18 and verse 21, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? And so apparently Peter thought if he could just forgive a brother seven times, he'd probably be doing more than enough to satisfy Jesus. But it's just not the case. In verse 22, the Bible says, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Now, we don't believe at all here that Jesus is saying that we ought to forgive someone 490 times and let that be it. No, he's just using the power of words to tell us that there's probably no limit to how many times we ought to forgive our brother who trespasses against us. So I use this text in the Bible to show that this is a really important matter to Jesus Christ. We should go beyond count in the way that we forgive other people. And yet, don't you know this remains a problem in the world? And it's even a problem in the body of Christ. And friend, could I just be bold enough to say it might be a problem for us all. Forgiving. What does it mean to forgive? Forgive is one of those words that we teach about, we write poems about, we sing songs about it, but what is forgiveness? Could I ask you right now this minute, would you define the word forgive? That's probably challenging, huh? It's often been spoken of, but it has rarely been defined. To forgive means to send it away with an emphasis, to send it away with an emphasis so that it's not coming back. Friend, the human heart and soul was never made by God to store the acid of unforgiveness. When I was a little boy, for the first time in my memory, someone gave out a gas. And some grown people went and tried to borrow gas from another place and get it to the vehicle that had gone empty, and they used a styrofoam cup. That cup didn't make it halfway to the vehicle before it had literally dissolved with the gas that was carried in it. In the same way, the human heart was never made to store unforgiveness. That bitter battery acid will eat the heart away. Now, it might take a little longer than that styrofoam cup withstood the gas. But make no mistake about it, unforgiveness is a problem. Whenever we store it inside our souls, we're not made for that. And yet there are problems in the world and problems in the church. By the way, 
Who is it that first said this little childhood rhyme? Sticks and stones might break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Whoever said that in the very beginning didn't know very much about words, it seems, or maybe they had forgotten. But friend, you and I have been hurt deeply by words spoken. In fact, it's very possible that we ourselves have spoken the words that hurt deeply. They cut to the bone. Listen, words cause wars to happen. War is so often brought on by words spoken by the heads of countries and divorce is so often begun by the words spoken by the head of a family. Children move away from their parents because of words that were spoken and vice versa, there's bitterness in the world. But these things ought not be true, said Jesus to Peter. We ought to forgive an unlimited number of times and do it quickly. Send it back. Send it away. Get it out of our own hearts. Remove it from our souls. And so because of the importance of forgiving one another, Paul the Apostle comes around in Ephesians chapter 4 and he speaks about this very same thing. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul tells us about grieving the Holy Spirit, and people often wonder what that means. Well, he's talking, at least in part, about forgiving one another. Here's what he says, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you, with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And so there's a list here of things that Paul says, they just don't belong in our hearts. Bitterness doesn't belong there. It's harmful to us. It eats away at our heart disturbs the soul bitterness wrath anger clamor clamor means that your anger has taken on a voice now and words come pouring out of the mouth he says an evil speaking be put away from you with all malice the word malice is a greek word kakos it means badness it's general badness and that should not find a harbor in the soul of a believer and then he comes to verse 32. This verse helps me more than anything else in the matter of forgiveness. He says, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted. Now, does anyone out there think that we have too much kindness in the world or could we use a little more? Have you ever been inside a church that was just too kind? And those people in there were just too tenderhearted to one another. Or could it be, friend, said bluntly, that that's a dream world? We only dream of a church being so fully tender-hearted that you can feel it inside. But that's the call of the Apostle Paul. Put away that unforgiveness. Take that sin that was done against you and send it away. Send it away with an emphasis. Don't allow the bitterness of that to taint your heart. 
Don't allow those memories to haunt your life so that you wear it on your face over time. And friend, haven't you seen it in the countenance of a person? And you know that long ago someone was sinned against and they took that bitterness, they held that battery acid, and it has eaten away from the inside of that soul and now they wear that hardness, that unforgiveness on their face. Friend, I don't want to be that person. How about you? So... The focus here on being able to forgive someone is to remember what God has done for us. He says to be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. That's what helps me the most. The fact that here I may have sinned against God so many times, so many times, has it ever occurred to you how easy it is to sin against God? I think that we sin every day, every hour, probably by the minute we pile up sins against God. In our thoughts, in our deeds, in our words, in the very ideas that are in our minds, we sin against God. And yet God has taken all that sin and he piled it onto his own shoulders, Jesus Christ bore our sin in his body. Jesus Christ, the Bible says, became sin for us. And he sent it away with emphasis. He sent it away by his death. He sent it away by the payment of his body and blood at Calvary. All our sin was sent off of us and taken away by him. It's because of this now that we can remember what's happened to our sin, that we should be able to take the sins that others do to us on a much smaller scale than what we've done to God and send that away. If we have been forgiven much, shouldn't we be able to forgive the little things done unto us? I know it's hard. It's hard because someone did it to us. But let me tell you three important things to remember about forgiving people. Number one, the fact that the sin was done against me does not put it in some unique category that justifies my unforgiveness. No, if it's true for everyone else, then it ought to be true for me that I forgive the things that were done against me. Number two, the severity of the sin that was done to us does not justify our unforgiveness of that event. The fact that it was worse than other things, or the fact that it was so out of place, this sin that was done, this trespass, doesn't justify that I harbor bitterness and unforgiveness in my own soul. In fact, the sin that was worse is the sin that needs to be forgiven also. And then number three, just let it go. Friend, let it go. Forgive. Untie that person from you. Don't hold the memory of that trespass in your mind and in your soul. Let it go. Send it away. Listen, trust God to be the avenger of that trespass. God is bigger, stronger, wiser, and has more resources than you and I do to fix the wrong that has happened. Let God handle that. 
We don't have to wear the crown of the avenger of all flesh. No, no, send it away. Give it to God. Don't handle that acid. We're not made for that. And friend, the truth of our forgiving nature goes all the way back to the heart of the gospel. Jesus Christ took all our sin, bore it in his body, and gave us forgiveness. And God calls us to walk in harmony with him that we provide forgiveness ourselves. Now, how about you? Do you know that you're square with God? Have you realized in your own understanding that Jesus Christ took all your sins so that now you don't have to find a way to pay him back for the wrongs that you've done against him? This is the gospel, friend, that God became flesh and that Jesus Christ in flesh has taken our sin, bore it in his own body because he had no sin in which to die, but he died for you to send it away. Now, have you trusted in him for your own forgiveness of sin? Have you believed in Jesus Christ to give you eternal salvation that could never be lost? Do you understand today that your eternal life can never be lost because he sent all your sin away with an emphasis that will never, ever allow it to come back on you? This is the nature of our own forgiveness. But friend, if we fiddle around and play around and don't let it go, that very unforgiveness that we can think is such a right thing to do will be the thing that does more harm to us than the original sin that was done unto us. Just let it go, friend. Don't be the one who holds that battery acid in the styrofoam cup of your soul. We can let it all go because God let all ours go. And friend, you can trust God to be the avenger of that person. If you remain tied to that person through unforgiveness, that person will be in the eggs that you eat for breakfast. He'll be in your dreams at night. He will occupy your mind if you let it be so. Let it go, friend. Let it go this moment. Thanks for joining us for Focus on the Bible. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can mail us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, www.freddycoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. This is Focus on the Bible.